whatever it is, that small detail that you're worried about, is it worth it? You know, that's, that's what I say to myself. Can you, you know, can you look past all of that and say, okay, this is not what the whole big picture is about. Welcome to the Big Kid Problems podcast, based on the comedic social channel all about not wanting to be an adult. I'm your host, the writer, creator, and pretty normal human being behind Big Kid Problems, Sarah Merrill. Now, I've spent the last almost decade making jokes about entering the adult world, and as I've gotten older, I've realized that no matter what your age is, we all have Big Kid Problems. So each week, we will take a funny yet informative look at a specific Big Kid Problem, break it down with our roundtable panel, then have out an expert to help us solve our problem of the week. From love and relationships, career, money, physical and mental health, bad decisions, and just general life responsibilities, nothing is off limits. So thank you so much for joining me as we navigate adulthood together. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, friends. Welcome back to another week and another episode of the Big Kid Problems podcast. I'm your host, the writer and creator of the comedy account Big Kid Problems, which is a Twitter, Instagram, blog, and now a podcast. So we are talking about dating and relationships this week and specifically the Big Kid Problem of fighting with your significant other. Fighting is a part of really any relationship in your life, whether it's your friends, your family. When you spend a lot of time with a person, you're bound to have disagreements. But it just hits different when it's your significant other. Wherever you are in your relationship, whether you've been dating for a few weeks, a few months, or if you've been married a few years, what you fight about and more importantly, how you fight can really make or break your relationship. So for our roundtable this week, I am so excited to bring on a real-life married couple who has been together for 20 years and knows a thing or two about relationship fights. Adam and Danielle of the Marriage and Martinis podcast. These two have basically turned their fights into a hit podcast, and they come on today to talk about fighting styles, how kids, marriage, and other milestones can affect your relationship, and how to stay together through all the bullshit that life throws your way. What's fascinating about this interview is that Danielle actually told me afterwards that they had a huge blowout fight like directly after recording this. So it's kind of interesting to listen back and see if you can hear how a real-life fight bubbles up. I mean, if that's not relatable, I don't know what is. Then I have on Lindsay Metzlar of the popular dating podcast, We Met at Acme. She's here to talk about how to fight fair, relationship deal breakers, and how to apologize when you go a little overboard in the fighting department. This second part of the episode is especially good for some of our newer relationships out there, but wherever you are, I mean, I know this time of year can be particularly straining on relationships, so hopefully this episode will help you weather the storm a bit better. So without further ado, we are going to just dive right into this one, kids. Sit back, relax, and we will be right back. It is officially cozy season, and there is honestly nothing better than changing into those jammies, 
wrapping yourself up in a big blanket and sipping on a warm, delicious cup of Four Sigmatic. Right now, I am big into the hot cocoa with reishi mushrooms. It has become part of my nightly routine. It's like the grown-up version of hot chocolate. First off, it has way less sugar than your typical hot cocoa. And it has this little cinnamon in it that gives it this like flavorful kick. But most importantly, it is made with reishi mushrooms that have been known to enhance the immune system, reduce stress, improve sleep, and lessen fatigue. All of Four Sigmatic beverages are made from functional mushrooms that have all kinds of health benefits and all boost immunity, which is especially important this time of year. Ain't nobody got time to get sick during the holidays. You can choose between their delicious teas, coffees, hot chocolates, and elixirs. All of them mixed with hot water, so they are super easy to make and can come with you if you're traveling this season. I literally keep mushroom coffee with lion's mane in my bag at all times, just in case of emergencies. If you want to try Four Sigmatic, I have a special offer just for our big kid listeners. Just go to foursigmatic.com slash big kid or use discount code big kid at checkout for 15% off your order. That's foursigmatic.com slash big kid or use discount code big kid at checkout. All right. Welcome back to the Big Kid Problems Podcast. Guys, I am sitting here with Danielle and Adam Silverstein. You guys are a real-life married couple and founders of podcast Marriage and Martinis, um, which is a podcast and a community, right? Uh-huh. Yes. Awesome. Well, yeah. thanks for being on the show. Sure. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Are you nervous? Uh, we had wine. We had one hope wine, so now we're not nervous anymore. Yes, yeah. exactly. We were so nervous. Now we're not. That's like usually what I do to my guests. I just get them nice that and is the way tipsy, to go. and then we're good. Yes, especially we left our kids at home. We're here, so we are ready for anything. Yeah, ready to party. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I'm very curious. So you guys are you? You're married. You have kids. Uh, what's the backstory here? How long have you two been together? Been together, married both. or together? Both. We are right, together. Officially. I want to hear. Yeah, I want to hear you say. It. Well, we're yeah officially together. Uh, Twenty years. Yes. Married 17. Mm-hmm. I'm very good at this game. Married at 17 years. For 17 years. years. Not at 17. Well, we yeah, I'm like, uh, arranged arrange marriage. We met right. at 17 and then not, and then back together. So officially together 20 years, married for 17 years. We originally met in high school. Yes. Wow. Were you high school sweethearts? No. Oh, God, no. We were, we were high school. He's an asshole and I hate him. <laughs> really? Yeah. What what changed? Not much. I just said you can't call me an asshole. Oh, sorry. You, yeah. You're not allowed to call me a bitch right. either. Um, <laughs> no, we, we, when we were in high school, I think we met. There was chemistry. Uh, he was at a boarding school. I went back to his dorm room. We really liked each other. He seemed like a really good guy. The next morning, <laughs> we woke up. He walked into my car, and then he went to breakfast with his girlfriend. Oh, right. nice. it all up. <laughs> but then the, the next time we met up in high school, I'm sorry, in college, which was when I found him through an online dating site. I saw his picture and I'm like, oh my God, I think I know that guy. Wait a minute. I dated that guy. We got back together and he was like a changed person. So, wow. Yeah. Yes. And it's been all roses and butterflies. Absolutely. <laughs> Corns and rainbows. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it's so funny. I'm like really happy I have you guys on this episode um, because we're obviously talking about, you know, like fighting with your significant other and 
all of that good stuff. Um, but I was looking, I saw like there was an article. Oh, I saw it was like a New York Post article about yeah, you guys. Yes. And the title was literally How This Couple Turned Their Fights into a Hit Podcast. Oh, yes. So I thought you two would be good for this topic. <laughs> you were correct. Yeah. So you guys have had your share. We are professional comments? fighters. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we don't fight anymore. Everything's perfect now. So yeah. <laughs> you yep. just had it in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Bite <laughs> <Like laughs> me. Are you guys like the type that like you kind of it's like fun fighting like throughout no. your day or nope. Nope. like nope. Nope. we hardcore fight? <laughs> yeah. No, we literally throw down like we'll be recording a podcast and it'll get too heated. We'll throw off the headphones and be like, fuck you, fuck you, let's go take a break. You're out, I'm out. We stop recording. No way. And then usually we come back. Sometimes we don't. Yeah. Sometimes we're like, we're going to have to try that episode next week yes. again. Well, you have to figure what we're talking about. It's kind of hard. Well, I but, think I think we go places that a lot of couples don't ever go. Yeah. So we get to the bottom of it, and we're all, we're willing to admit things that I think a lot of couples just keep on the back burner. So when we admit those things, when we get into that, well, not just admitting, talking to each other about. Right. Right. Yeah. Opening up to each other about stuff that I think other couples never say to each other. Mm. So it ultimately gets better, but the process of getting there, first of all, is public. We do it in front of the podcast, hundreds of thousands of people. And then also the aftermath of, all right, we need a cool down session because we just went deep. So now we need a few days and then we come back and we're, you know, usually okay. Usually. Usually we're all right. Yeah. Oh my God. So is this podcast like kind of like a form of therapy in oh, a way? Oh, 100%. 100%. Yes. What about before? Did you guys fight before the podcast? Oh, uh, immensely. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, no have, we, have, we have talked more since we've done the podcast than I think we did in we 16 had, years. Of we had a lot of quiet fights before <laughs> where it was like, oh, I'm not talking to you and I'm not talking to you. And then we went our separate ways. And then maybe in the morning we would re- you know, reconnect. Where now it's in your face. We're talking to each other, letting it all out. Wow. Yeah. So do you think it's like helped your marriage? Absolutely. Wow. I think it saved our marriage. <laughs> Danielle, you're obviously you quiet. So? <laughs> yeah. I, no, I do think it has helped. I think dealing with stuff, just like in any sense of your life, when, when you're dealing with it, it is excruciating. Mm. Anything you're going through, if you really actually deal with it, while you're dealing with it, it's excruciating. When you come out the other end, it's freeing and liberating. And that is what has happened to us is that we've told our story. We're in control of our story. It's been liberating. But at the same time, while we've been going through it, whereas when you can ignore things, you just go about your daily business. We haven't been able to do that. So, but our marriage is a hundred percent better for it. Wow. Yeah. That's usually my fighting style is I just like ignore it. Well, that's him. He's a stonewaller. That's what they call stonewalling. I shut that. Oh, yeah, yeah same. Yeah. Same Z's. Well, because I know, like, there's things that I want to say that I know Danielle can't handle or appreciate or respond to. I don't appreciate any of it. Without <laughs> just, like, trying to destroy me for her defense. Like, I just know there's sometimes, if she pisses me off about something, I just, I shut up, I walk away, I let it go, I breathe, because she won't admit to it or she won't yeah. confess to her issues. I didn't do anything wrong. Exactly. <laughs> are you I'm more like when I stonewall it's more like I'm like I don't want to say shit that I think I'm going to regret saying later so I have to like I have to internally process 
Yeah, I know everything I say I'm going to regret later <laughs> because she's going to make me regret it later, even though I could be right. Oh my gosh. Okay, so you're yes. the stonewaller. What's like your type of Screaming. Fight? Oh, you're, okay. I scream at the top of my lungs. Really? Yeah, in every situation. In yeah. parenting, in marriage, I am a screamer. Yeah, <laughs> I have the other side too. I'm extremely loving and doting and affectionate and all of those things. And there's no, I, I really think there's nobody more physically affectionate than I am. Would you agree to that? For your son. My son is more. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> because of me. Yes. Uh, but I have the other side too. I grew up with a screaming mom. No, she was a screamer. And I think I maybe was like, oh yeah, I was scared. So if I want to listen, there's sometimes when you tell your kid to do something, the 16th fucking time they don't do it. You're like, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not go meditate. No, I'm going to scream. <laughs> oh my God. What are some of the things that like get you guys fired up? Oof. Like in a good way or a bad way? <laughs> <laughs> we'll do good way first and then bad way. <laughs> turn on some turn on. Yeah. Um, well, it's changed. It used to be at the beginning of our relationship. I'm very messy. He's type A serial killer. <laughs> so um, it used to be we would fight about cleanliness. Mm. Know, dishes left in the sink or, uh, you know, things left around the house or he would come home from work and think that I was just sitting around all day doing nothing. Why was stuff clean? So back in the day, our fights used to be about cleanliness. Now he's much better about all well, of that. Well, I'm doing you just given up. Why are you being an asshole? No, it's not. That Don't you be a bitch. Stop calling me an asshole. <laughs> no, seriously. Why? Because you see that I'm doing actively doing stuff yes. all the time. Yes. No, for real. Yes, for real. Okay. Yes, I I have three kids. I two dogs. We know. <laughs> no one invited you here. <laughs> so, yeah, I love that we're getting a live fight on it. Right, right, perfect. Exactly. Yeah. Really roll. Right. <laughs> no, so I think back then, now he's much more accepting of the fact that he's going to come home, Tolerant. the dishes aren't going to be done, but the kids are happy. They've gone where they need to go. They have done their homework. They're, you know, this, the, the shit that's really, truly important is getting done. I think that he is way more appreciative of that now than he was, you know, 10 years ago. So we've, we've come a long way with that. And I think that for me, I used to get, you know, really angry that he wasn't as emotional and couldn't show more of how he was <laughs> I still get like that, but I'm a little bit more accepting of how he shows it. So I think it's a back and forth. Yeah. What about you? What? Is, is, it the same, what? is it the same thing? Like, is it like those same things, like the cleanliness or... Well, I, I've come to understand. I, I was joking before saying I've become more tolerant of it, which is somewhat true. But I think we met kind of halfway with that kind of thing. Uh, where you know she comes from. Yeah, I'm not going to go there. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> Good choice. yeah, exactly. Please, smart girl, uh, I'm right. getting very smart. Twenty years, you learn. You yeah. learn what you can. And, and I've showed my emotion like five times in the last few years, so that's pretty good. I'm you cried once. Yeah, I did. I did cry once. <laughs> no, I think we 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 both. Going back to our episode that you came on ours with, we, we, we spoke about, we got married very, very young, engaged very, we were living together very young. So we were understanding how we both live at a very young age. Right. Not mature, not understanding, not working in the real world yet, not making your, you know. So we had our shortcomings and we both 
fought a lot about them. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, and you guys went from, did you go from like living at your parents' home to like yes. living like your first? Well, not only that, okay. So Danielle was in college. I didn't go to college. I, I did for a few months. Didn't work out so good for me. <laughs> yeah. right? It was on the four month plan. Yeah. So I think it was six months, honey. Uh, it was four months that I was in Boston when I was supposed to be in Connecticut. That was the difference. Okay. Partying in Boston. Exactly. You're supposed to be in school in Connecticut. Correct. Thank you mm-hmm. for clarifying. Yeah. No, but I came home and I went to work and then I, I, I went and I bought my own condo. And Danielle came in and moved in with me a month after I bought the place. Oh, so wow. I, I never had my own living on my own kind of thing. So it was right away for the first time I'm out on my own as a, you know, an a, a air quotes adult. Air quotes. Yeah. yeah. One month later, Danielle's in. So I didn't get to, I didn't get to learn or experience or have that learning curve of, what it's like to live on your own. I just went from mommy and daddy's house to living together. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask too, like how it's kind of changed from, you know, maybe like from before you got married to after you got married and now like having kids, like how your relationship has kind of changed and like how the fights have changed. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're really digging for these fights. I'm going in. I'm like, I need <laughs> Go ahead, honey. Go ahead, you start. I mean, the podcast definitely changed everything, but I think for us, one thing that's always been big for us is that no matter what happens and life changes, you know, when you get jobs and you have kids, especially when you have kids and life is hectic, one thing we have always been really good at, all joking aside, you know, we we do joke a lot, is we are very good at alone time. Mm. And that has been huge for us. And I know there are a lot of couples out there who say, oh, we don't need alone time. Or for us, when we have these fights or we have these moments, um, you know, where the rest of the world is sort of making us crazy and we can take the time and just regroup and be together. We always have gotten babysitters. We've always taken vacations by ourselves. And no matter what place we're in at that moment, if we're fighting, if it's been a hectic time for him at work or for me with the kids, we always can come back together and, and regroup, you know, out on a date night or, and even, and sometimes maybe not, sometimes maybe it winds, winds up being a fight that's been brewing, but then we actually get through it and we're fine the next day. Or sometimes it's, or mostly it's that we're super happy after, because we remember like we were just in LA for two weeks. And I feel like that whole time that we were together, we were so happy to be together and remembering why not just because we want to have kids and not just because we want to have a home, but because we love each other. Yeah. Yeah. We get to be away and forget about everything else. Even the kids for a couple of days, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not that we forget about them, but, you know, <laughs> as people, but we, we get to be in the moment, just the two of us, which doesn't get to happen often. So we used to, in the beginning, we used to fight about the, Cheating clean or yeah, or the stuff that doesn't matter in your everyday life or you know your existence together. That's what we fought about a lot. We almost broke up over a pot one time. Not smoking pot. Not the fun pot. A pot left in the sink. Yeah. Yeah. That was was a very big pot. (laughs) But but now, you know, we it's it's the real shit, the, the things that matter that we really kind of fight about, whether if we don't agree on a certain Right, don't you think? Yeah, I think definitely that the little stuff we don't we don't bother with anymore. Right. So uh, do you think that we tolerate each other's little things or we've just come to some of it get past? I think 
think the stuff that isn't life-changing, we tolerate right. with anybody else. I did that with my friends and my family and, you know, some stuff you just tolerate. You I just like accept like this. Yeah, is you're sort and... of like, I get way more good than bad. So I'm just going to, with those little things, because I'm getting so much good, you sort of, you know, if it's this type of situation where you're getting more bad than good, then maybe you're not going to tolerate it so much. Um, yeah, well, I, yeah, it's just stuff like you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. I can't get mad at you for the trivial shit. You can't get mad at me for the trivial shit because we both have right. our shit, but let's focus on the bigger stuff. Yeah. And right? I, I think I do that with my friends too. Like there's certain, you know, my friends know with me that there's certain shit that I'm not good at. They're not going to come to me for that. <laughs> you know, he's not going to walk in at the end of the day and be pissed off that the house doesn't look immaculate because then he has the wrong wife. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and if he, you know, he has to say, okay, she is fun and she is taking care of our kids and teaching them to be really good people. And, and the same way I need to do with him that, you know, he's really fun and he is accepting of me for my flaws and all that stuff that that's the stuff at the end of the day that we need to concentrate on or else it's never going to work. Right. Yeah. I know we kind of like, you mentioned the pot and like some other things that you guys have fought over, but you've also had some like bigger things in your relationship mm-hmm. too. Like I was like looking a little bit at your uh, website and you mentioned like gambling addiction, mm-hmm. postpartum, yep. like betrayal, like some of these bigger things. Like, was there ever a moment that you were like, shit, I don't know if we're going to get through this. Or did you always kind of like, did you always know, but you weren't sure how. I think we always wanted to get through it. We did yeah. have some, we've had some really big. I think since the beginning since we were first living together, there's always been moments of, I don't know if we're going to get through this. Really? Yes. Yeah, I do think so also. I think we've always had a connection. I think when the moment comes, when we're sort of like, do we stay or do we go? Neither of us ever wants to go. We always want to stay. Um, Like we said, we've been together 20 plus years. One in 20 plus years in your life do not have (laughs) issues with, you know, big things happening that you have to make a choice. Like it's kind of inevitable with us. Yeah. We've also grown up together. Yeah. So we've made all of our big mistakes together. We didn't have time before we were together to make those big mistakes. So a little bit, you have to say to yourself, okay, well, if I'm going to be with this person for the rest of my life, can I really expect them not to make any big mistakes? And the answer is no. Um, Granted, it depends. Are they making that same mistake over and over and over again? Or is this a period of time that you're going to get through? It all depends. But um, we have really stuck it out and and helped each other get through it. And I've gone through mental illness. I've gone through postpartum. He's gone through like substance stuff. And all through it, um, sure, there have been times when we're sort of like, first of all, is the other person going to leave me? That's Mm. the first thing. And secondly, I don't know. Are they going to be able to change and work on it? And we have. We've changed and worked on it. Damn. Yeah. It's interesting to hear because you don't hear like a lot of like long-term couples. I think from the outside, everyone just assumes like, oh yeah, like they're so perfect and like. Well, yeah. I think you look in on a couple who's been together for 20 years. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. Everything's status quo. It's always like, okay, they've been married for so long. Yeah, we have a nice house. We have cute kids. Yeah. Like like, everything's going to just go the same way. Like looking in. Yeah. But you have no idea what's going on on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. And that's the hard thing also about social media. And that's what we wanted to do with our podcast. And that's what we wanted to do with our social media community is that you go on social media and you see pictures of everybody and you're like, holy shit, why don't I have that? 
Mm-hmm. Why don't I, why isn't my husband bringing me flowers every day? And why aren't we going, you know, on surprise vacations every other week? And, and a little bit, you start to say to yourself, what are we doing wrong? Well, you're not doing anything wrong. That's all bullshit, fake stuff. <laughs> yeah. Or it's happening a lot less frequently and they're making it seem like it's happening all the time. Right. So it's for us, we wanted to make sure that people know there's good and there's bad. And, and you can't, you can't be married for a certain amount of time and expect for it just to be good. Something's, something that is, is wrong because nobody's life is like that. Yeah. If you guys could go back. Sorry, yes. I'm, hit, I'm hitting you with some like deep questions right now. Oh, we've been there. So yeah. yeah. Um, if you could go back to your like selves before you got married yes. and tell them anything, what would you say? Oh. <laughs> Definitely um, pour some beer. <laughs> if we can go back to ourselves before we got married. Yeah. What would we say to ourselves? Yeah. I would say, I would say, you wait. You have to go home with me. I don't have to. Just, okay. Wait a minute. You have to go. I'm, I drove. I know, but I'm so, worried about what you're going to say. So. No, I would say, I would, I would say to wait longer than we did. Mm-hmm. And we need to live together much longer and grow to learn ourselves to make choices going forward that we didn't make. The, the choices that we made already. Right. Because we made a lot of bad choices like everybody does, but we were so young. I wish we would have been able to grow a little bit to know ourselves a lot better and each other better. I think we would have made some much better choices. Yeah. You never know though. You might not be sitting here. Right. Well, that's what I always well, say. Yeah. I always say he would like to change things from our past. I feel like I'm glad everything happened. Not that we're out on the other end. We're still dealing with it all, but I feel like we're both such better human beings because of it. And we're better equipped now to teach our kids. Well, mm. you never know what we would have been equipped to do had we gone in a different path, right? I don't know. You can't, you can't know. You can say right? that about anything. Of course. But I feel like the two of us, I would have liked to have said to us, you're a team. And I think we both needed to know that. We both needed to know you're a team and everybody else is on the sidelines that what you do together is most important and what everybody else is telling you should be done or everybody else is uh, making you feel about what the right way is. It all comes back to the two of you. And that is the most important thing. And I think we didn't know that. I think we listened to a lot of outside influences. Mm. And Especially you were so young. Again, that's yeah. what I was going to say. That's, well, that's my biggest thing of why happens. it was time to wait. It still happens. But but we're getting better at that. But I think we need to... That always should be... When it comes to the end of the day and it comes to one day when your kids are gone and they're at college and everything, if you make it, it's always going to come back to the two of you. Mm. And that is... The, you know, you want... You want, you want to want that. You want to want to retire with the person you want to be with. Yeah. So nobody else is involved with that. You're not retiring with your in-laws. You're not retiring with your siblings. You're not, you're retiring together. You're the rest of your life is going to be together. So you have to remember that. What it all comes down to, we got a lot of fucking issues with each other (laughs) and we want to beat the shit out of each other, but we love each other. And that's what it comes down to. At the end of the day, we really have this fucking bond that just, we love each other for who we are. And we always come back to that. That's the most, yeah, that's that's the the most most important. important. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Damn. 
Um, for somebody like me, uh, who's getting married pretty soon, like, what do you think is like the key to like a solid marriage? Run away. <laughs> <laughs> Cancel and run. Great Take advice. Yeah. No, um, what is the key to a solid wow, marriage? That's tough. Well, the key, I think, first of all, the key is don't ever be reliant on your spouse for everything. Um, you need to have other relationships in your life that are going to, and it seems like you do. Like It seems like you have a really good group of people who, you know, seems like that you're very excited to be around and happy to be around. And that if you need a break, you can go to them and rely on them. I have that, which I need because as much as I love him, you know, he doesn't understand if I'm too emotional or if I, you know, I have a lot of people in my life who I can who supplement what he gives me. Right. And the second that, you know, you don't have that and you're reliant on one person, you're just setting yourself up for disappointment because not one person can give you everything you need. So foster those other relationships, make sure that they are always, you know, as important as your husband. I don't know, but very important. And, and that you show other people that, you said it's don't lose those people. Yeah. I think that's such good advice. Yeah. And once you get married, that can happen. You get in your little bubble and you forget about other people, but don't Mm -hmm. because they are, you need them also. Yeah. I would say just make sure you talk to each other about everything that's bothering. It's like, like you are, like I am. It's so easy to keep it inside and just get mad and walk away. And it, it, it eats you for like the net, you don't sleep that night for the next day. You're pissed and it gets worse and worse. Yeah. Talk to each other. And then you get pissed about a pot and then yes. you like lose your shit over a, a pot. pot. Yeah. For three days. <laughs> piss you the fuck off. But seriously. Like, or you can just say, it's a pot. I don't care. Or, yes, you could, but, but it's not the even pot the pot. defines like- <laughs> something else. It's not the pot. I, I, see, I, I get it. Thank you. I get it. They're all fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I do think it's interesting though. I mean, like, um, I mean, I've even seen a progression and like the fact that, that once we've like, we've now committed to life, like we're, we used to fight in a different way. And now that we're like, oh shit, we're like doing this thing. We're getting married. Like the way we fight has just completely changed. Mm -hmm. Um, like now we're much more like, okay, we actually have to deal with this, like more analytical and like, We'll, we'll talk it out a lot more. But I, I do think it's interesting, like in the different stages of yeah. like our relationship, how it changes. Yeah. When, once you have kids, it changes too. It definitely changes for the better also. I mean, it's a wonder. <laughs> why you also, I like to hear that. And the harder because yeah, of course it, it. it's both. Because, you know, when you have kids, you know, a lot of stuff, first of all, finances come into play. Religion comes into play. If that's a thing for you guys, um, you know, outside influences education. We differ a lot on education. We have a lot of differing views on things that are, that makes it a little bit hard, but also there are so many things that I'm appreciative of him for like that. He will accept our kids no matter what, no matter what they end up being their you know, their sexual identity, their, you know, how they identify any of that. I'm so grateful. And that trumps anything for me like that, that he will be so accepting of our kids no matter what that I have to remind myself of that sometimes if we're fighting about some of the smaller issues, I'm sort of like, wait a minute. I know that no matter what happens, he is going to be a hundred percent love our kids. They're not going to have to worry. They're not going to be scared to tell him who they are. And so for me, that's the most important thing. 
So even those smaller issues that we we differ on, I have to say to myself, okay, the overall picture is really what matters. Yeah. Yeah. Did having kids like always did it make you closer or did it I'm I'm nervous as like a person who like we're getting married, like obviously kids is like mm-hmm. gonna come, but I, you hear stories and I feel like in the media, especially like you just hear all these horror stories about like, you know, how much your marriage suffers after having kids and like, it doesn't oh, have to. There well, we, some... didn't, we did not let it happen. Yeah. We made we sure we had our time. time. The yeah. alone time is Since huge. the beginning, when our daughter, when our first daughter was born, um, how many months later eight we were, months. eight months later we were in Napa. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, <laughs> And she, and she was, she's just fine because of it, you know, like, and when we're leaving them, we're not, you know, they're, they're not in an orphanage. Like we're leaving <laughs> right. them with like people who love them. Right. And they're yeah, they're with a grandparent or with a loved family member or yeah, somebody. Or a babysitter who we trust. Like yeah. it's all about the fact that, you know, there are certain things I, I think they love it. They're right now they're with the babysitter who they've had since they were a baby and they couldn't wait for her to come over. And we can't wait for her to come over because she honestly parents better than we do. (laughs) Well, we would not be, if we, since the beginning, we knew before we had kids, we needed us time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we're not going to have kids unless we can still do that. We're not going to be one of those. Not that there's anything Mm -hmm. wrong with, if you're a parent that just wants to coddle your kids and be with your kids all the time, that's fine. For us, that's not us. No, we right. always said our kids will be the center of our world, but not our whole We world. love our kids more than any, you know, anybody can love their kids, the whole deal, everything. We, we love them, trust me. Yeah. We love being with them. But we love not, we being, love not being with them sometimes too. <laughs> and we, love, and we love being together. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, I would say alone time is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. If, yeah. Make sure if... If that's how you guys feel, yeah, make sure it happens. Yeah, you have to make sure you can make it happen. If that's how you feel, I think that's smart. I think it's actually very smart. Okay, so aside from being alone together, is there any other ways that you guys like? There's like a go-to maybe or something that you do to just like kiss and make up. I'm always the one who initiates it. The even though I don't think it's always because she's mad at me because it was my fault. I always. I think that's a female thing. Like I, you said it earlier. I'm like, I'm never wrong either. Right. <laughs> you know? But I don't think that's true. I think I initiate things too. I think I've apologized to you many times. Mm, not enough. Oh, bite me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Wait, what? Okay, what? go ahead. So you think you, yeah. No. Well, he, I come up with the coffee like, all right, let's yes. just get over no, it. No, no, no. You never say let's just get over it. Even if we're fighting... I'm I'm a coffee fiend. I can't live without my coffee. In the morning, if the kids have had me up, you know, sometimes they have nightmares, the dogs have me up or whatever. And he knows I'm exhausted. No, I don't know if you watch Fleabag. You're watching no. Fleabag. Okay, it's good. <laughs> you ever watch it's a show on Amazon Prime, I think. So there's a scene where she's with this guy. She can never keep a boyfriend. And he leaves all the time, but he always leaves this like toy dinosaur. Every time he leaves his toy dinosaur, she's like, see, he wants to come back. He's going to be back because he left his toy dinosaur. <laughs> One time he doesn't leave his toy dinosaur and she's like, oh, fuck, it's over. So even when we're fighting, he'll like bring me a cup of coffee. And I'd be like, okay, everything's okay. It's okay. Sometimes he doesn't. And I hate no, I know. On purpose. Yeah. No, it's like a punishment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but he'll bring me, you know, he'll bring me a cup of coffee or he'll hold my hand more in the car or like little gestures like that that'll show me that it's okay. And and those little gestures sometimes he's done big things too. He's surprised me with 
big trips or jewelry or whatever. But, you know, it's like those little moments that are really telling and, you know, that he knows that I can't live without coffee and I don't want to get out of bed. And like those little things that sound stupid, but mean all the difference in the world in that moment. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. cute. That's sweet. Thank you. I am sweet. Um, okay, I have one more question. I meant to ask this earlier, and I don't want to end off on this one, okay. but I feel like I have like, to. What do you say to each other when you're really mad? <laughs> oh, there's, there's no, there's no, 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 no. Um, no, because I feel like in this topic, um, one of the biggest things that couples can fight about is infidelity. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever had to deal with that one and get past that? No. No? Okay, don't just say no. It's that easy. No. No, we've never had actual infidelity. There have been outskirts. You have to listen to the podcast. Which episode? Well, Danielle wants to have Yeah, well, we talk about monogamy and how difficult it is and how I do think that there is something to be said for open marriages and stuff, especially after 17 years of marriage. Damn. (laughs) What? I said it to you for an hour and a half in a podcast. It's not going to happen, but we talked about it. The guilt episode. So just like, no, there's not, to either of our knowledge, infidelity. There have been acts of betrayal that have been in my mind, everyone always, he looks at infidelity as the ultimate, there's no coming back. Mm. So for him, that's the ultimate. If you do that, it's irreparable. I don't feel like that. I, and I have, and I have not, you know, been unfaithful, but I feel like there are, there are other aspects of marriage where there are gray areas that can be just as bad. And lying is lying and deceit is deceit. And, you know, when there's questions involved of how far did it go and this and that, I find that it can be just as difficult. So for me, it's not as black and white as cheated or not cheated. For him, it is. Yeah. So we differ a lot on that. So we have a lot of episodes about that because we have dealt with all of that. And we're very open about it all. Yeah. So, yeah. I feel the same with you about lying. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, to me, I'm like, that's something like I can't that like if some if you lie in their relationship, like I feel like that can like crumble an entire relationship. Right. But you're gonna be in 20 years. Yeah. Let me know. Let me, if he hasn't lied, then you have found a gem. <laughs> so all- if he comes to you and says, I was with another woman, but I'm telling you I'm not gonna lie about it. Uh it's just like wouldn't happen. Uh, I don't think it would happen. Not, I'm not like, saying you. I'm saying a situation like I'm not saying him. Or yeah. what about if he came to you before? Because this was the whole thing with the open marriage episode that we had, the monogamy episode, was what if you come to somebody before and say, you know, and you you haven't you're, you guys haven't been together for that long yet. You've been together a long time, but once you realize you have one life, right? You live one life and you get to a point where you're sort of like, I want to experience something, but my partner doesn't want to experience the same thing. If you come to them and say beforehand, this is something I really want to happen. Oh, yeah. Well, that's different okay. than lying. Okay. That's being like honest. Right. That's, so coming beforehand is much better. Don't tell me after. Tell right. me before. Right. Yeah. And we'll deal with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think if it's like a discussion and it's almost like, this is this is what I'm thinking. Like, let's work on this together as a mm-hmm. team. That's like a different story. Not necessarily like. I don't know if, it, if it's one of those things. It's like a deal breaker for the other person. That makes it tricky, right, well, like a hard no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn, I know. There's a lot to think about, <laughs> and we didn't think about any of that when we got married. And not to say that a lot of people have to, but you know, you, when you're you, you're growing over time, and your needs change, and your wants change, and or you 
figure out that, holy shit, we're mortal and we're going, you know, unless you're like Shirley MacLaine, who believes you have seven lives, like this is it, (laughs) you know? So if you have an experience, but you're 31, so you probably have a lot more experiences than we had before we got together. Right. So that's part of it. Oh my gosh. Well, any other last piece of advice that you guys would give for all your combined relationship experience? She's always right. <laughs> Don't ever try to make first make, rule of fight club is wife's always <laughs> right. I'm gonna make that the like intro to this. Yes, episode. yes. Yeah, first rule of fight club, yeah. your wife's always right. I, okay, guys, if you're listening, in theory, she's always right, even if she's not. Keep it to yourself. Yes, so not how you say you're sorry. What are you even talking about? Even if you're not. You're bullshit. And no, that's how it goes. No. You have to make her feel like she's right. Oh, you're out of your mind. You never make me feel like I'm right. No, um, my no, my my biggest thing is that you need to always remember, as long as you both are willing to work at it and you both want the same things, that ultimately it comes back to the two of you. Is it all worth it? Is the pot in the sink worth it? Is, you know, whatever it is, is the extra 15 pounds that you might be worried about worth it? Is the, you know, whatever it is, that small detail that you're worried about, is it worth it? You know, that's, that's what I say to myself. Can you, you know, can you look past all of that and say, okay, this is not what the whole big picture is about. Right. Be careful what you're focusing on. Yeah. To, you know, what, what really gets you mad. Yeah. Right. Step back. Think about it. Do you need to get that mad about this thing? Right. Because there's far worse and there's far worse that's going to come. So just, you know, put it all (laughs) relevant. Make it all relevant. Yeah. Think about what you're really getting mad at. Yeah. I think that's smart. Yeah. And don't pretend, you know, don't like, don't look at people on Instagram and think, and compare yourself because they're all dealing with the same shit you are. You just don't know about it. All kinds of shit. All kinds of shit. All kinds of shit. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for being on. If we want to hear you guys fight more, (laughs) where can we find you? Uh, We are Marriage and Martinis. Anywhere you get your podcast, you can download them. It's not all fighting. It's a whole lot of other stuff too. Um, Fighting does happen for sure, but other stuff. Also, uh, our Instagram community at Marriage Martinis. We have a really awesome Instagram community. Really fun. We post a lot of your memes, actually. Ah, Big yes. problems. And uh, Facebook. Fuck Twitter. We're not good at Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> we fun. never keep up with it. Um, and our email. Yeah, you can subscribe on our website to our email. We, we send out Friday emails, which are really fun. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much, guys. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Stick around and we will be right back with our expert of the week. I have a little confession. I am an absolute psycho about my skincare products and I'm pretty good about eating organic healthy foods. But it wasn't until recently that I actually started thinking about the ingredients in my tampons and feminine care products. A lot of products use dyes, synthetic ingredients, and fragrances, and that's why I'm so glad that a friend of mine turned me on to Lola. 
Lola offers pads, liners, and tampons made from 100% organic cotton. They even have a super flexible subscription model where you can customize your box with a mix of products and have it delivered right to your door. Right now, they even have $5 trial sets so you can test on an assortment of products for only $5. That's less than my Starbucks order. I really, really love the convenience of this. And another reason why I freaking love Lola, the company genuinely advocates for women. With every purchase, they donate feminine care products to homeless shelters across the U.S., which is so awesome. And if you want to try Lola, I've got a special deal just for our listeners. You can get 30% off your $5 trial set today. Just head to mylola.com and enter BKP. Again, that's mylola.com and enter BKP to redeem your offer. All right. Welcome back to the Big Kid Problem Podcast. I am sitting now with Lindsay Metzler. Did I say that right? It's Metzler, but it doesn't really matter. It's like, I'll take whatever I can get. Okay, you know? fuck. You're lucky you have like a very chill name to <laughs> pronounce. Super chill. But what will... Are you taking your fiance's last, last name? name? Probably. I think I might do like a hyphenated situation. Uh-huh. Like what is his last name? Hall. Or- Oh, so Sarah you Hall have it so is super easy. plain. That's like a basic ass name. No, it's kind of nice. And Merrill Hall is also cute. I, I'm feeling the Sarah Merrill yeah. Hall. Yeah, that's like regal. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, enough about me. <laughs> um, Lindsay is the host of We Met at Acme, which is an awesome podcast. And you've been doing this for a while. Like a long time now. Like time crept up on me. It's like two and a half years, almost three years. That's so wild. I feel like in podcast years, that's like... That's like 50 years. Yeah. You're an OG. (laughs) Um, What got you started doing your podcast? And I know it's like, tell us a little bit about it for anybody who doesn't know. Totally. So I started my podcast in in October 2017. I was single at the time and I had been talking to my friends about dating. Like I was like the go-to dating person like in the group, like texting advice, things like that. And I found myself in a place where like I was broken up with and it was kind of out of nowhere. And I was like, what the fuck? And I needed advice, but I was the advice person. So I had to like look elsewhere. And I started researching like dating podcasts, like whatever. And there was nothing. And so I was like, we need to create this. And I grabbed my like closest male friend and I was like, let's record an episode. And it took off from there. That's so awesome. Yeah. And it's like really taken off. I mean, you're doing tours, you're doing all kinds of shit. Doing tours. That's so awesome. Yeah, it's fun. So you, I mean, you've been doing a lot. You've done a ton of episodes. You've talked to people in the dating world from all across like different topics, different areas. And so I thought it was cool to maybe like pick your brain a little bit for today's episode, which we're talking about like navigating relationship troubles or navigating fights that we have in our relationships. Right. Would you say you're experienced in this? Oh, yeah. I've had (laughs) tons of fights in relationships. I'm in a relationship right now. And I mean, we definitely fight. I feel like it'd be weird if we didn't fight. How long have you guys been together? Red flag. About a year and a half. Okay. By the time this airs, yeah. Same, probably still a year now. Yeah. So you're like out of the honeymoon phase. Like shit's real now. Shit is very real. For yeah. sure. For sure. <laughs> but it's interesting that you say that. Like when do you think the honeymoon phase ends? Like after a year? I bet it's, I, you know, I bet it's different at different ages. Mm-hmm. I feel like 
younger me would say a year, but now I feel like in your 30s, it happens faster. It's oh, like, you know, so much faster. Like four to six months. Oh my, I'm so happy you said that because I totally agree. Yeah. How long have you been with your fiance? Dude, five years. Holy shit. I know. But that's like what I ideally want. You know, like I want to be together five years before getting married. But when you meet a little bit later, and I don't know how old you guys are, but I'll ask when we do my episode. And <laughs> but it's like when you meet later, you don't have the luxury necessarily of waiting five years. It's so true. And honestly, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest doing this. Mm-hmm. I mean, we met, we met really early on. Like right. I, like I was not ready for our relationship when we met. Like right. I always say, I'm like, I wish we would have met like two years later. Mm. You know, because mm-hmm. we met. I was like 25, right? And, like hitting my groove. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I wish I had more dating. You know, shit under my belt. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Speak, so you're in a relationship for a year and a half. Like, have you had like a ton of dating? Like, I'm assuming you've had a ton of dating experience. Oh, yeah. Like, I would say I've dated more people than anyone else I know. Probably. Amazing. Yeah. I always had a guy. And like, when I wasn't in, a, in an actual serious relationship, like I would have like a friends with benefits or, you know, and then when I didn't have a guy, like I was going crazy. Is that what made you so good at giving the advice that you give? Well, I mean, I, so I feel like I said that wrong. I also have been single, obviously. But I, my point is that I've had tons of dating experience. Like I, I've dated all different types of guys. And I, I kind of feel like I know it's clear to me, like who's a fuck boy, who's not. Like when someone's interested in you, what it looks like. When someone has like a problem, what it looks like, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, so good. I want to do an entire fuckboy episode. I might need to have you back. Yes, you do. <laughs> okay, but we're talking about like conflicts and resolution in, in relationships. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting, like probably coming from your perspective because you've dated a lot of different people. Would you... I feel like people have different conflict types. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm definitely like a conflict avoidant mm-hmm. and I date a conflict avoidant. Mm-hmm. Have you dated... And I know that there's people who are like hotheads who like, you know... For sure. I... I feel like it's funny, like it changes a lot, almost like on the relationship. Um, But like I've been in relationships where I was conflict avoidant. I feel like I've become more of like a hothead and only because I like I know myself so much better now and I know what like I'm not okay with and what I am okay with. Mm. And like I'm just so... This is this needs to change right now. Like I'm not going to wait till it gets to a boiling point. You know, Smart. and I, but I feel like my, my partner is like kind of similar. So it's funny that you said you two are similar because we're similar in that, like, not that we're hot headed, but we're both like, okay, this is not working. Let's fix this now. Yeah. Know? I feel like you almost, like, I almost wonder if opposites like won't work in this situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't have someone who like doesn't want the conflict and won't deal with it. And someone who's like nailing the... Like, I need to fix this conflict now. Because you're like, no. Yeah, that shit's just going to like unravel. Right, exactly. That's kind of funny. But Um, but I feel like I've made my partner... And I don't know if you feel like you guys have influenced each other. But I feel like I've made him more of the type that I am. uh, We might 
influence each other. But I feel like it's almost in a negative way because like what ends up happening is like we both like get pissed about stuff and we just like keep sweeping it under the rug. Yeah. And then like it eventually hits a boiling point where we like, oh, we should talk about this. And then like shit from like three years before like all comes to the point. Right. So I kind of want to learn from you like how to maybe approach these conflicts like a better way. Mm -hmm. Like where do you even start? I would say like if someone is like hesitant to do things with your family, let's say, you know, like not hesitant, but like doesn't like to do things with your family, right? And you're a big family oriented person and like your family lives in that place where you, you both are, right? Then I would say you have to sit them down and be like, listen, like this is a non-negotiable for me. I really you know, need you to come to these family things. And unless you have like a legitimate excuse, I don't think it's fair for you to like avoid this because I would do this for you if you wanted, whatever. To think of like a more, I guess, like common one, like let's say your partner isn't like getting you flowers or like, (laughs) let's say you're someone who really likes to get flowers and your partner is not like, I am so one of those people. Totally. Me too. I think every girl is. Yeah. Guys like, listening. Every girl wants to get flowers. You Any know? guy listening to this, like, it's a fucking no-brainer, dude. It's a no-brainer. Like, go pick up an $8 bouquet. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and, like, watch how happy it makes your girlfriend. Exactly. Like, who cares if the flowers die that day? Like, that's not the point. <laughs> and so, in the beginning of my current relationship, I was like, he, you know, he, he actually got me flowers once. And like in the in the early days, like before we were official and then like never got me flowers once we were official. And I was like, you set this like bar that you were going to get me flowers all the time. And like now that like we're comfy, like you don't get flowers. You know, I was like really pissed. And I spoke to my therapist about it, who's so helpful. And she was like, well, have you told him you want flowers? And I was like, not really. I've just like, <laughs> passive aggressively like hinted at it in a million different ways. And she was like, maybe you should say like, babe, do you mind getting me flowers next week? It would make me really happy because you have to ask for what you want in relationships, you know? Yeah. And I feel like so often we're like, oh, they're not doing this. I know. But it's like, did you tell them you really needed them to do this? It's all about communication. I feel like every girl listening is like, I don't want to have to ask him to get right. me flowers. But it's like, men are dogs and dogs need to be trained. Hundred percent, and like if you don't train your dog now, you're gonna be really upset when he's peeing in the apartment in like four years. You know what I mean? Actually, yeah, comes home drunk and pees in the apartment. Exactly. Um, I've heard it happen. Um, (laughs) Speaking of the dog training thing, I just think this is funny because like I actually I got a puppy last year and was training my dog. And I there's so many like parallels, you know? Mm. (laughs) So many parallels. Sorry for the tangent. But like with the whole flowers thing, the whole thing when you're training a dog is like you can scold them. Right. But that's like not it. That's not going to like... That doesn't reinforce any behavior. To actually get them to do the behavior you want, you have to praise them. Right. So like when they do get you flowers... Right. It's positive reinforcement. Thank you so much. I love these. And then like... Totally. Yeah. I mean, I... Every time I get flowers, I like make a deal about it. Right. Every time. It's like you see how happy this made me. So so please do it again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, okay. That was a tangent. But, but I, I do the same thing. Like I'm such like a freak in my apartment about like 
coasters. I'm not saying this because oh, like, shit. no, because that's like, that's like water. You know what I mean? But like, if you're drinking wine, like if you're drinking a beer, like anything that's like, you know. And so I tried the whole thing of why didn't you use a coaster or like, can you use a coaster? Like kind of negative vibes. Yeah. And now like, if he does use a coaster, I'm like, oh, like you're so amazing, babe. Like <laughs> it means the world to me that you use that coaster. Yo, I bet yeah. he reaches for that coaster every time now. Yeah, like, he's straight up. He's better about it. So funny. Um, okay, so those are like obviously like easy conflicts, right? With easy resolutions, right? I want to get into like some of the harder things, you know, because there are yeah. some like real, like you mentioned earlier, like the family example, mm. um, which I think is great because that could potentially be a deal breaker for a relationship for sure, and. Okay, like one of the first things I know you mentioned was like, all right, sit them down and like have a combo. Right. Even just that, like where do we, when do you sit them down? Right. How do you get them to sit down? Because that's always like an awkward situation. Like I feel like if you say to a guy like, hey, we need to talk. You should never say it like that. Yes, ever. Like, what's the way? Actually, my dad told me that when I was little. He was like, never ask a guy to have a talk. It's really scary. And I was like, okay. So like, I never what did. do you do? So you just like, Honestly, the best time to have a talk is when things are good. The worst time to have a talk is when things are like really bad, you know? And so it's like you're having a good time. You're at like a nice lunch or like having a picnic or at the beach, whatever. And you're just like, like moving in together. Yeah. Like, let's say like you want to get the ball rolling on moving in together. Then like the worst time to ask is when you're fighting and then you're like, well, you don't even want to move in with me. Like, no, like that's not going to work. Like the best case scenario is like when you guys are vibing and like laughing to be like, like, so like, what are you, what are you doing about like that? Your lease, like, by the way, like, are you resigning or, you know, like, were you thinking about like making it like a a lighthearted joke? Like, are you thinking about like, you know, like living? I don't know. I don't know a way to make that funny, but you you see my point? Like, it has to be when things are good and like they're in a receiving place right? to work with you on that thing. You know, whether it's like moving in together or whether it's like, listen, like, it, you know, like, have you thought of, I don't know, maybe someone wants to convert, like needs the other person to convert. Like, oh, you know, have you thought about our kids being Jewish or something? I don't know. Like, but it can't happen when things are already, there's tension. Yeah, I've, that totally makes sense. I feel like it can be hard though because you're like, you don't want to almost like ruin a fun moment with a hard combo. You don't want to ruin a fun moment, but that's the trick is like, you keep the vibe, you keep the energy, you know? And like, if that doesn't work, you go to couples therapy, which is very recommended. Have you done it? I've done it once, but there's no couple that has ever left couples therapy, in my opinion, that's supposed to be together that leaves and is like, that was horrible or like, that wasn't helpful. You know, like any friends or like, you know, people that have gone to couples therapy leaves and feels a hundred pounds lighter. You know? I honestly am like, I might want to try it before getting married because I just know... Before is the best time. For sure. Just because like, we're we're both like, obviously very committed into our relationship, but we're both bad communicators. Right. Like we... when I'll actually give him credit. He's a much better communicator than I am. Right. But we're both just so conflict avoidant. And it's almost like you almost need like that third person to like get it out of us. For sure. It's so helpful. So helpful. Wait, so how did you guys like end up taking next steps in your relationship if you're both like avoidant? 
<laughs> so that's why it was over five years. Right. See, it took it took a long time. Did you drop hints like, okay, Dude, I'm ready? Yeah. Like half the reason I started this podcast was to drop hints. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but actually it's funny. I mean, you mentioned the whole like moving in together talk. The conversation we had that we finally were like, yeah, we're going to do this. Because we were actually living in different cities. Like I was in New York. He was in LA. Right. And um, we used to travel a lot. And we were like on vacation and having like the best time ever. We had like a couple drinks in us. We're like having a great time. And like, I think I brought up the combo and was like, like, you know, what are we doing? Like we we love spending time together. Like we should just make this work. So like, are we like, let's make this happen. And that was like the one combo we had that led to me moving to LA, Mm. you know? So it actually did But how did it logistically lead to that? Like you said that and he was like, oh yeah, do you want to move to LA and eventually get married? (laughs) I wish it was that simple. Uh, He was like, I was like, how does this look? So, I mean, he kind of like, rolled out to me, you know, what the next few years looked like for him for and work. How, how far into it was that? Oh, we're talking like for almost four years. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Actually, four, yeah. So we were he knew it years. was coming. Yeah. Like we, we obviously like he, a couple, you know, a year before when he moved to LA, because we both lived in New York, we had to have like that come to Jesus moment. Like, are we going to still try and do right. this? Because this is like going to suck. So we both like knew that we were on the same page that we were like, we see a future together. Like, let's try and do this. Mm -hmm. Um, So then when it came to moving together, we just had like an honest conversation. He's like, for work, I need to be here. And I was like, okay, like I can kind of be anywhere. So right. I guess I'll move, which I was definitely drunk when I agreed to that. Because Mm -hmm. I never, ever thought I'd leave New York. Well, you guys can always come back. I know. That's the beauty. I mean, we're here now in like your New York apartment. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't want to leave. Mm-hmm. But let's let's like talk more about like some of these harder conflicts. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get we'll talk more about like afterwards, like how you kind of repair. Right. Um, so obviously the conversations like that are a little bit easier and a little bit more fun to have because mm-hmm. it's like we're working through our relationship. It's not like, you know, it's not like something bad. But there right. are some conflicts you have that are like this is this is an actual fight. Like I'm actually pissed. Right. Are you a believer in like the whole like never go to bed mad? Oh, for sure. I think that like I'm not only am I a believer in that, but I'm like a hardo about that. Like I refuse to go to bed in a fight and like will harass my boyfriend to like make up with me before that. I think that life is so short and like so random and you never know like what could happen. Like I always want to make sure that the person I'm with knows that my goal is to get along with them and to be with them. Yeah. So I think it's so important to have like the resolution. Yeah. It's so funny. Like, because I'm so avoidant that I'm like, you know what? I want to calm down and process my emotions. That's what my boyfriend is like, actually. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. let me process this. Like, if I hash this out now, I mm-hmm. might actually fucking like say some bad shit. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, I'm just going to say all this bad shit until you <laughs> like are done. Yeah. Like processing. It is funny. Like, I mean, people do have like different ways of dealing with it. Totally. And that was like actually another question I was going to ask you is because I think these conflicts, they change when you're dating versus like when you actually live together. Right. Because like, do you live, you don't live with your boyfriend now? No, we don't live together. Okay. But I always thought it was different. Like when we used to fight, when uh, Brandon and I used to fight, 
when we were dating, it was a lot different than like how we are now. Because now mm. we're under the same roof. Like right. now there's no fucking escape. Right. <laughs> so I feel like then it's really, it comes back to like, okay, we have to talk about this. Whereas before I would just be like, uh, I'm going to go home and not answer my phone for like two days. Right. <laughs> so how does that happen? Like if you have a fight in the apartment, do you talk about it right after? Um, he's actually gotten a lot better because now he knows me at this point and he knows I don't want to talk right away. So he'll give me some space. Like, I'm just going to be moody for like a couple hours. Mm. Like, let me chill. Like, don't try and like push it on me. And so he's gotten better about that. And then like around the time of like, he's the same way. He's like, we can't go to bed mad. And I'm like, I would like to be mad for at least three to four more business days. Right, right. <laughs> but I feel like there's like a balance there. So if I at least get like a couple hours in of mm-hmm. like me being pissed off, like then I'm more likely to like be calmer right. during that talk. Totally. I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, everyone's different. I, I feel like my partner is similar to you in that way. And like, it always benefits me to give him that time because then he always comes back and like has a unique perspective on it that like he needs to have instead of like, his personal feelings getting too much in the way, you know? Yeah. Have you ever, um, cause you said like you'll, you're like, I want to deal with it now. Have you ever, like, in the heat of the moment, like said some shit that you're oh like, oh my God, all fuck. the time this weekend? Like, <laughs> oh, I'm not even on. kidding. I, I, I'm pretty into astrology and we'll talk about this on my podcast, but it's literally in my chart and in my nature that, like, once I start going, I can't stop. And I'm like, and not only that, but like you're this and like this pisses me off and like that annoys me and like this will never change and this will always like, and then like you're fucking pathetic. I can like really go like ham. And um, (laughs) I'm really lucky that like he disregards it because it's all, like it's all bullshit, you know? Yeah. I just like can't control myself like once I start. he, He does disregard. I mean, he doesn't in that moment. He's like, what you're saying is not okay. And I'm like, well, you know, he's like, you can't, you can't say that stuff like again. And I'm like, you're right. You're right. And then like, I really try not to and hope that I won't for quite a while. But like, I'm not perfect. (laughs) That's cool though. Like at least that he, do you ever like, I feel like girls. No, I apologize. You do. I, I've heard that females have a harder time apologizing and I feel that. I believe that. But I, I don't know. I think like once I get like once I'm like really sad, I'm like sorry. You know what I mean? Like once I'm really sad that it happened, I'm like really sorry that it happened. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. What's like the best way? Because I feel like for any girls listening who maybe have trouble apologizing. Right. And Brandon's listening to this being like, I can't believe you're about to ask this. Uh Like, (laughs) How do you how do you go about like doing it? Like what's your strategy? Yeah. I think the best way to apologize is like to throw a lot of compliments in the apology and to be like, I'm so sorry that like, you know, I blew up earlier. Like you are the most incredible partner and you're so thoughtful and considerate and like patient with me. And like, I wasn't in that moment able to recognize like how lucky I am and blah, blah, blah. Basically blow smoke up their ass with a sorry. (laughs) I think that works for guys too. Let's yeah, no, with low yeah, for guys, for sure. Yeah, definitely. That's actually like a good, I think that that's good advice to just remember anyway. Like when you're really pissed off at your partner, like try to remember like 
the good things while you're dating them. Well, that's the thing. And like what I've learned is that usually when someone's starting up with their partner, they just want love and like they just really want to be loved. And so like the best thing you can do is just like give them a hug and tell them you love them and they're great. Yeah. But it's really hard to do that a lot of the time. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're like, Who's? yeah, when you're fuming. So obviously some of these conflicts don't get resolved. Like maybe sometimes you have like complete different ideas and you can't come to an agreement. Right. If something's maybe not a deal breaker, maybe it is a deal breaker. Like at what point do you have to kind of like come to terms and be like, you know what, maybe this isn't going to work? Yeah. I think that like when you're, when the bad is outweighing the good for sure. And when like you can't learn how to fight properly. And really like a relationship is over when one person is not willing to bear the bad to get to the good, you know, because a relationship and a marriage and all that is work. And if one person isn't willing to put in the work anymore, that's really when it's over. Um, You know, that or when like you're both just miserable, you know, which goes hand in hand with like one person not like being like, okay, I'm done. This is not, you know, it's not fun anymore. Yeah. It's not fun and like shit's hitting the fan. Totally. Yeah. I think that, I, I think that obviously that makes sense. Um, but like real quick, I mean, we're obviously wrapping this episode up and for anybody listening who might be like fighting with their partner or has faced this before, like what would you say? Like give us like maybe your top three tips on how to resolve a conflict. For sure. I would say don't be afraid to be the first to apologize. Like, don't let your pride get in the way. Um, and make sure you do a compliment sandwich with your apology. Compliment sandwich. Compliment sandwich. And try to laugh. Like, tr- if you can laugh at any point in your fight, like, you're in good... You're, you're doing well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. And like, remember the positives. Totally. Hopefully you'll get through it. And guys, when all else fails, buy some fucking flowers. Exactly. <laughs> and go to couples therapy. And go to couples therapy. Buy yes. some flowers on the way to couples therapy. Yes. Perfect. That's a win-win. Amazing. Um, Lindsay, thank you so much of for being course. on today. If people want to hear more of your dating advice and all this good stuff, where can we find you? Yes. At We Met at Acme um, is the name of the podcast and the name of the Instagram. So check us out. Yeah. And check you out on tour. Yes, definitely. Go to wemetatacme.com for more information. All right, thanks. All right, that is a wrap on our episode this week, guys. I hope you liked it. Hope you got some value out of it. And I hope it helps put things into perspective next time you get into a tiff with your significant other. I want to give a big, big shout out to our guests this week, Adam and Danielle from the Marriage and Martinis podcast and Lindsay from We Met at Acme. If you want more from them or want to check out their podcast, just check out our show notes. I have all of their info linked for you. Fun fact, I did a little crossover episode on both of their podcasts. So if you check out Marriage and Martinis, I was on there a few weeks ago talking about millennial weddings and I will be on We Met at Acme very soon. So stay tuned for that. You can also find me on Instagram at Big Kid Problems or on my personal at Sarah A. Merrill underscore. So follow me, shoot me a DM. I love hearing from you guys. I really do. 
<laughs> it is the holiday season. And the only thing I want for the holidays this year is nice readings and reviews. So if you haven't done so already, please, please take two seconds and write a nice little sentence or two, or just pass this podcast along to a friend who you think will like it. Every little bit counts. And while we're talking about gifts, guys, I have a formally published 2020 calendar that is at Barnes and Nobles and on Amazon, and it's under $15. So it is such a good gift for coworkers, siblings, friends, secret Santas, really anyone you just don't really want to spend a lot of money on. <laughs> so if you visit thebigkidproblems.com, I also have a ton of funny mugs, puzzles, and other great gifts that are mostly all under $20 with free shipping. So you really can't go wrong. As always, I want to thank you for listening and supporting this podcast. I know there are a ton of ways you could spend your time. So just know that I really appreciate you. And I appreciate the time you spend with me every week. So I hope to see you back here next week for another fun episode and actually our last episode of this decade. So just tune in for that. And then I'll be back in 2020. So don't worry too much. Until then, I will see you guys next Tuesday. Have a good one.